You are listening to Audio Drama in a Darker Shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. Beyond the life-giving glow of our own sun, the infinite void of dark space stretches to places where reality is only limited by our imagination. It is from these blackest reaches of the universe that we bring you Dark Matter, an anthology of original audio science fiction from Darker Projects. Hello, I'm Paul Mannering. Freedom is at the core of all we desire. Freedom, we will fight for it, die for it, and believe we have it even when it is only a lie. Freedom, when the war is being fought in a distant place against an unknown enemy, freedom is the cry taken up across the world. Freedom, will we miss it when it is gone, or is it already too late? And how can we trust those who we ask to deliver us the truth? Are they being manipulated? Or are they too taking their last shot for freedom? They say that the realist lives in a world of fear and terror, and that the ignorant is unchained from those burdens. This is not true. The ignorant lives in the exact same universe as the realist, with all the same horrors and apprehensions. But he or she has merely chosen to ignore the truth, chosen to disregard the obvious. That is a puny universe to live in, by any objective definition worse than any reality could ever become. broadcast tomorrow? Tomorrow at noon, yes. Ah, well, it's excellent. You've done it again, Mark. It's perfect. Okay, get ready. Live broadcast in five seconds. Five, four, three, two... Bringing you the latest news as they develop, this is EMA World. Good afternoon. I'm Carl Strand and this is the European News Agency, April 21st, 2210. And now, Robert Hudson with the latest news from the war on Suna 2. Thank you, Carl. Today, an important battle was fought, as the First Army under the command of Major Serena Vince defeated a Cernian battle group in a skirmish close to one of their war machine factories. 
Our roughly thousand-man-strong force swept away the resistance with speed and vigor, and left nothing of the horror factory but smoking ashes. The combat camera, always with Major Vince, was able to catch the entire battle from the Major's perspective, and the footage was received unedited only a few hours ago. As always, we would like to warn our sensitive viewers of the possibility of graphic violence. Despite the decision to put the expected follow-up expedition on hold, things seem to be running surprisingly smoothly. This crippling blow to the Cernians is expected to severely hamper their supply of armored vehicles, but despite today's victory, it may take long before we see the end of it all. Let's hope not. John, the weather? Certainly, Rob. Thank you for that. Tomorrow's harsh winds are expected to bring in severe rain clouds that will... Robert... Can I talk to you for a moment? Sure, boss. What is it? Well, it's just a small thing, really. In the future, could you refrain from making comments on the war that are not in your papers, specifically predictions? Indicating that it's going to go on for a long time isn't really what most people want to hear. <laughs> Come on, James. You'd think they'd take offense? The war's been going on for months now. It's not like anyone's expecting it to be over tomorrow. I'm just saying, Robert. I hope we don't have a problem. No, of course not. I'll think of that next time. Good. What was all that about, Robert? Nothing. Are you sure? Yeah, let's go have some lunch. Chicken soup. I don't even like chicken. Guess I'll have to slurp the water and eat the vegetables. How can someone not like chicken? I mean, we've all been brought up on it, everything supposedly tastes like it, and you're saying you can't eat it? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm just tired of it, you know. Everything tasting the same, I mean. Tired of everything being so damn... chicken. I wonder what they're eating on Cerna too. Whatever it is, I bet it ain't chicken. Major Serena Vince, personal journal. Right before nightfall, as usual. <sighs> Today marked the pass of two months since we first arrived on Cerna 2. And in the last five weeks, I've had nothing but casualties, disastrous attempts at diplomacy, and the constant reminder that not a single Cernian soldier has been captured for questioning ever since first contact went nuts. I'm sorry to say we only have 227 men and women left, having since long passed what anyone would consider an acceptable loss limit. As we continue to use this canyon as our base camp, enemy activity is still continuing in the general area, and there is the continuous artillery shelling during the night. Damn. I hate being stuck in this godforsaken place. The soldiers are getting tired, too. I know the wait is hard. 
But as soon as the scouting teams have found their way back to the comm center, we'll all be on the move. We will all be on the move, and we will retake the comm center, and we will send a message back home. And when reinforcements arrive, the Cernians are going to be eating out of our palms by the end of the year. Talk to me, Commander Russell. Badger 2 has broken radio silence. They're requesting to speak with you. What? Put them through. Sir, this is Badger 2. We have visual contact with the mushroom. Five clicks away. Enemy patrols. Requesting instructions. Can you stay reasonably put in your current position without being detected by patrols? Affirmative. We believe so, sir. If given a one day and night cycle, could you study enemy patrols in order to find a pattern? We believe so, sir. Then you will break radio silence again at that time and report your analysis to me. Understood, sir. Hang in there. We'll see each other soon. Major Vince, out. Badger 2, signing off. Russell here. Have they found a Major? Indeed they have. Get Badger 1 and Badger 3 back here ASAP. I really think this is it, Commander. If everything goes as planned, we'll be leaving in a day or two. So get some sleep. We have a hard journey ahead of us. Will do, Major. No worries. Every time I watch this miserable excuse for a sunset, I'm reminded of how much I miss Earth. Why do they do that to the planet every night? What did the planet ever do to them? Must have been some horrible crime. What's up? You're late. Yeah, I know. Terrible traffic. You want news? I'll tell you something that isn't going to be on the news. Apparently, the SAU have been bitching about the Yanks interfering with some air traffic control ladder contract in Brazil. They say they uncovered signs of industrial espionage conducted by the U.S. through Echelon. And now... They're getting European quantum photography in order to protect themselves. Haven't we been using that for ages? Sure we have. Waterproof. Constantly being kept up to date. Cost us a fortune, though. So, we've kept it to ourselves. But now we're selling it to the South American Union? We're giving it to them. They couldn't afford it anyway. Let me guess. The European company just got outbid by an American company. Something like that. Not that we'd have the guts to say that loud to the world, of course. No, that could damage our weapon exports. 
You know something else that isn't going to be on the news? <laughs> the entire newscast staff has had plastic surgery? <laughs> uh, seriously, though. It's odd that every single weather forecast, other than ENAs, predicted sun today. Yeah, I wondered about that on the way here. I'll bet John was having a hangover after a party and mixed up today's forecast with tomorrow's or something. We'll have to ask him about it when we're having lunch. I'm telling you it was a setup. Everyone's been nagging about it all day. You know, I've seen people in suits around the weather offices. John, if you haven't noticed, around here, everyone's wearing a suit. These were different. And it wasn't just their suits. It was the way they were. The, the way they acted. I've only seen them here around closing time. And no one works at night in the weather offices. Just the climate computer running calculations, that's all. So, you think there were hired goons from a rivaling news service there to sabotage your precious weather forecast? Yeah, Rob, that's exactly what I think. <sighs> I don't know. They could just be suits, higher-ups on an inspection... Or they could be... something else. So, how did the old bossy boss take it when he woke up this morning? James, you know, he wasn't too harsh on me. Just said that these things happen and I shouldn't worry about it. He seemed rather thoughtful. Maybe he had other things to worry about. At least I didn't predict sun and we had rain. I think that would have been a lot worse. Something my grandmother taught me. But you're supposed to say it really, really fast. Did she ever visit Cerna too? Your grandmother? <laughs> I don't think so. But I'll be sure to ask next time I see her. Still nothing on lighter? No, we haven't been able to break through all the interference the storm's causing. Good. Then probably haven't either. We'll be concealed for now. We'll be concealed, all right. I don't know how much longer we can take this. Almost a week out here in the storm, all the Cernians could be sitting in barracks drinking hot... whatever it is they drink. It's not as if we have any choice. And that's one hell of a morale boost. We're moving toward the comm center as fast as we can, but the storm will be here for at least a couple days more. So at the moment, we don't happen to be moving at all. Rest assured, that's only temporary. And do you think everyone else knows that? I know they know it, deep down. We still have hope left, don't we? We have it for now. But it's urgent we get on our way soon. Our soldiers' supply of hope will only last so long, especially since we haven't gotten any reinforcements. I mean, all this time, not a word. From most of our soldiers' perspectives, it seems as if Earth has abandoned us. Earth has not abandoned us, Commander. There could be any number of reasons that they haven't sent more people. They could still be gathering resources and troops. The transport ships could have been intercepted. The Cernians could be sending them fake signals. Anything. The point is, Major, 
While those are clearly possibilities, do you think the bulk of soldiers who have been here for 52 days without as much as a whisper from Earth really believe in any of them? More importantly, do you? And that concludes the economy news. Now Robert Hudson has another piece for us, straight from the front lines on Cerna 2. That's right, Carl. Get ready for these captivating scenes portraying the life of our soldiers on Cerna 2. EMA presents Life on Cerna 2. Brought to you like this, in a balanced and objective way so that you can decide. Zona 2, a place where many battles have been fought by our courageous expedition. But is it really just all mud and muck? Is it really a place where the only task our heroes rightfully have is to kill Cernian scum and face whatever horrors may come? Major Vince of the First Army doesn't think so. Life here in the camp isn't so bad. I think a lot of folks back home have a slightly exaggerated idea of how things are for us soldiers around here. We have almost all the luxuries we could need, and I don't think anyone's complaining about being treated bad by Earth or the Army. But don't take the Major's word for it. Listen to what some regular, ordinary soldiers have to say. So, for the folks back at home, how do you feel you've been treated by the Army and Earth? We've got anything you could wish for. Hot meals, water, nice warm tents. Uh, yeah, sure, we have uh, computers. Movies, board games. If we're not sleeping or relaxing in the tent, we play some soccer. Or someone arranges a card tournament. Card tournaments, that's right. And sometimes we play soccer. As you can see here behind me. Or even table tennis. And how do you feel about going into battle? Oh, I'm fine with it, you know? I'm just doing my job, serving Earth. Best job there is. We'll let Major Vince have the final comment regarding the question of how long there will be a presence on Cerna 2. You know, I can understand a lot of people are wondering about that, but as long as there are Cernians here attacking us and fighting our attempts at diplomacy, never open to finding a peaceful solution. Our presence here is extremely important, and we're constantly making progress. As long as they're here, we'll be here. It's as simple as that. In the words of the charming Major Vince herself, progress is constantly being made. And it is with these words that we now conclude this fascinating insight into the lives of our vigilant and brave soldiers on Cerna 2. Always in good morale, always strong in our hearts and minds, always ready to face any dangers that may come. This is ENA World. So, what do you guys think about the weather today? The weather? It's pretty nice. Maybe a bit foggy. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's foggy. And do you know what the computer said yesterday? I'll tell you, it didn't say anything about any damn fog. Well, at least it wasn't as bad as last week. I mean, a little fog, more or less. John, I don't think anyone noticed. Last week was a disaster. Did you see the ads UNN has put up? Weather reports with guaranteed weatherproof accuracy. 
this time they were more careful. I'm telling you, that mainframe is the most powerful climate computer in all Europe. These things shouldn't happen. Theoretically, I should be able to predict the humidity in my own backyard with that thing. Wait, wait, wait. You saw those people again? Those suits? They're only there after closing time. And now I know they're messing with the computers. They're waiting until I leave before they get to work. Guys, I have to get in there at night. What if you talk to James? I'm sure he doesn't like people snooping around either. I tried that yesterday. Let's just say it didn't work. Can't you just stay behind after work and see what happens? They'd suspect something when they notice I don't log out with my card. I have to get to the bottom of this. I can't work under these circumstances. It's exhausting my nerves. What are you getting at, John? You want to break into the ENA building after dark? You want to try to bypass what is probably the world's most advanced alarm system? You want to climb over electric fences, get past guard dogs and security cameras, not to mention night watchmen. Exactly. And you two are going to help me. And why, exactly, would we want to do a stupid thing like that? Because when all this is over, we'll have one hell of a news story on our hands. And if James Spencer had anything to do with it, he's fired. And everyone will probably be taking one big step up on his respective career ladder. Soldier! We're taking heavy fire! Major, what are our orders? clock already. Shouldn't we have come here a bit earlier? No, everything's been thought out to the last detail. I've been planning this all yesterday night. I hope that was a joke. <laughs> of course it was, Carl. Now, we need to get over this fence here. You mean over there? Behind us? That's right. And then we need to get up on the roof. From here we can walk to the exact right window and get in. Oh, and before I forget, you two will also need one of these. Keep them in your pocket. They'll make you look like jelly on the cameras. You might want to see a doctor later in the week, though. There's a small chance you might get cancer after a couple of hours' use. Nothing that can't be fixed, obviously. Oh, that's okay, John. I was going to see a doctor when this was over anyway. To have him check if I'm insane. This window, where does it lead into? It's a box room on the other side of the A building. A box room? Sure, they, they keep the brooms there. But the reason we're using it is because they forgot to connect alarm sensors to the window. How come you're so familiar with... Wait. I don't want to know. But if the box room's on the other side of the A building, why are we standing around on this side of the C building? I told you, I've planned this to the last detail. Now, if you'll keep any further questions to yourself for the moment, I don't want us to fall behind schedule. 
the hell's that? It's a little something that will come in handy getting over the fence here. So at least now we know we're not going to be digging a tunnel. Where did you get that thing anyway? Ordered it off the internet. Prime stuff from the wild, wild east. In fact, as you can see here, I ordered a whole bag full of stuff from the same place. Brought a camera too. Now I'm going to position one of these bars right against the fence here. And the other one no more than one meter away here. Right, it's all set. We can start climbing. Just keep your hands somewhere in between the bars or your toast. As I can plainly see the reluctance in your eyes, I'll demonstrate the safety by going first. Right. I'll uh, just start climbing then. Don't forget the bag. Right, thanks. Well, now I have to get over, if only to get that expensive equipment back. You okay, John? Yeah. Now hurry up before the dogs get here. Now what? Now we'll use this. You've got to be kidding me. A grappling hook? Hurry! It tried to attack me. Did you see those fangs? You could have jumped. It was jumping. Let's get going. The window is right here. How do we... Right. The climate computer is right down this hallway. Looks like no one's here. Eh, not a soul. No, turn the lamps back off. Someone might notice them if they're on. Someone's been here messing with the computer. The program is running. It's using almost a third of the available processing power. Hey, what's this? Character models. Click that one. I recognize that. It's an FN-77. Play sound file. Get back to the character models. Browse down. These are ranks. Check the one with the highest. Major. That's Major Vince. No. That's a computer-generated model of Zarina Vince. This is outrageous. It's a climate computer, for Christ's sake. My climate computer. The most powerful computer in Europe. I'm having a horrifying suspicion. Check environments. Sona 2. I knew it. Don't you see? The newscasts. 
They have been simulated! Look here! They've been creating false reports from Serena 2 for more than a month! Look. This is the first one. Hello, I'm Major Vince for another report from Serna 2. Look, I just added a Cernian standing behind her. They could have the Cernians destroy the entire army camp if they wanted. Which is probably what really happened anyway. Do what you want, John. Just remember, don't change anything. It's almost 6.30. Haven't we filmed enough evidence already? I mean, morning news is on in an hour. I have to stay updated. I'm still finding new stuff on this computer. They've been draining the processor to create the CGI. Not create, John. Render. They probably want to store it in another server, and left a link open so that the completed sequence can close and upload itself. They also had to make some modifications so that you wouldn't notice anything. Of course, they didn't expect the processing drain to affect the weather predictions so profoundly. But why here? You said it yourself. This is the most powerful computer in Europe. Alright, we have to leave now. There will be people in this building soon. I agree. We should get going. Hey, what's this? Satellite uplink. FTL com? Repeat, this is Commander Russell of the 1st Army on Cerna 2 calling Earth. Do you read? Answer it. Hello? Uh, my name is John Kempfer. I read you. Second, John. We'll be right back. This is Major Vince. Who am I speaking to? My name is John Kempfer. I'm a journalist with ENA. I found this link by accident. We thought you were... We we didn't know what had happened to you. Why the hell didn't you send reinforcements when contact was lost? We... Uh, the thing is... Hold on. We have to tell her. <coughs> Hello, Major. My name is Cole Strand, also an ENA reporter. I'm very sorry to tell you this, but ever since contact was lost, we have had reports allegedly from Cerna 2, saying that you're all fine and healthy. What? It has now become obvious that these reports were in fact fake computer-generated imagery. What I don't understand is, if you're alive, why did they do it? What is your position? Our position? Our position? Mr. Strad, I have a force of less than a hundred soldiers left here. We just retook the comm center that was raised when we first came. But there's a small army of Cernians gathering outside, preparing to force their way in. We've been on the run for so long. We can't take this much longer. You have to send reinforcements. We're getting out now, or there won't be anything left of us when you arrive. You don't understand. The government isn't interested and sending reinforcements. They will find an excuse and people will forget about this. About you. In that case, I will send you some real footage. Let several independent experts compare it with the fake. They will surely find the flaws. Major, we have to leave now! They're storming the building! We'll send the explosives and leave! Come on! No. We'll stay here and defend this room. I'm sending you the recordings now. Are we receiving? Yeah, but it's going way too slow. You can't stay there, Major. Go. We'll find some other way. No. If I send you this, you can get the truth out there, without a doubt. You can make sure our sacrifice was at least a little bit less in vain. Almost. Got it. It's all on the disc. Ah! Grenade! 
get down. Someone's coming. I don't think police officers are allowed to do that without a warning. John, why did you bring that? Put it down. We're not going to shoot anyone. We have to get down to the studio in time for the 7.30 broadcast. It's our only chance to get this out before the building is taken over by the government. Let's go. I have them. All units to the A building, second floor. Are you going to watch the news, hon? Thank you for reminding me, dear. I was just going to go to the library. Try our revolutionary product today. We're in the yellow pages under rubber nipples. Oh, my. People, listen. The building is being stormed by parapolis. We have a crucial message regarding the war certitude that has to be put forward. You have to let us borrow the cameras for a while. I won't let you terrorize the crew. Stop what you're doing, or I'll lock out the connection. I wouldn't do that if I were you. John, put that down. We agreed not to... They'll be here any minute, Rob. We have to do this now, or it'll never happen. Now, James, step away from the control board and let us do what we want. This is an act of terrorism. Never. I won't let you... Uh. Oh, my God. Look what he did to that man. Now, you will give us control, and nothing bad will happen. Start rolling. Are we rolling? Good. <clears throat> the war on Cernatu has been a lie. I will hereby present evidence showing that Major Vince and the First Army, in fact, has been taking severe losses. And final contact was lost earlier this morning. Roll the footage. This is Major Vince, February 27th. Our comm center has been captured in an attack by the Cernians, and a large portion of our force has been killed. We are now on the run, trying to get as far away from the enemy forces as possible. We are in no condition to fight in an open confrontation. My goal must now be to keep this group together at all costs, and wait until Earth sends reinforcements. The reports you have seen haven't consisted of actual interviews or appearances of people on Cerner 2. Ever since the real recording of the report Major Vince just gave, everything has been computer-generated. All the victories, all this happiness, everything has been fake. As we speak, this building is being stormed by government forces. If they cut this transmission, you'll know why. It's imperative that... They're coming. They're trying to force the door. This is John Kempfer, calling out to everyone willing to believe the truth. Step away from the camera! Step away from the camera now! Don't be spoon-fed by what they give you. Question it. The war is a lie. You have to believe me. You have to... Get some pie on the way back, will you, hon? You have been listening to Dark Matter, The Last Shot for Freedom, written by Armin Borgham. Original music composed and performed by Kai Hartwig and Kevin McLeod. Featured in the cast were Laura Post as Major Serena Vince and the wife, Philip Benfall as the technician, Delanya Bina as Mark, Mark Brzee as the announcer, Colin Snow as Carl Strand, 
Brandon Cole as Robert Hudson, Ellie Hirschman as John Kempfer, Badger 2, and the interviewed soldiers. Chris Snyder as John Spencer and the husband, Dan Gargon as Commander Russell, and Byron Lee as the interviewing reporter and commercial announcer. The series was produced and directed by Paul Mannering. Post-production by Philip Benfall and Byron Lee. The executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production.